Namaste. My name is Ananta Ripa Ajamera. I am so delighted to welcome you to the True to Yourself podcast, a place where we will explore the power of authentic living. I am co-founder and CEO of an organization called The Ancient Way and serve as director of Ayurveda at The Well, a beautiful wellness space in the heart of New York City. Ayurveda and its sister science of yoga are oral lineage-based traditions passed down from teacher to student since time immemorial. I consider myself extremely fortunate to have studied in one such lineage tradition for nine years, where I deeply learned Ayurveda along with its sister science of yoga and the spiritual philosophy of Vedanta that informs both Ayurveda and yoga. I was really blessed to learn straight from the ancient source texts, which are considered the ultimate authority in all of these ancient Vedic spiritual sciences. I wanted to launch this podcast because I felt that it was a wonderful platform to be able to share the many gifts that I have received along my many years of studying these ancient wisdom traditions from India. After studying for nine years with a guru in California, I was very fortunate to discover a Swami named Swami Parthasarthi who has founded the Vedanta World Organization and I continue to study the Upanishads and the Bhagavad Gita and many other incredible Vedanta spiritual texts verse by verse via his online e-learning program. When I contemplate on what is the most important thing that I gained from all of these years spent really deeply studying spirituality, somehow it always comes back to this point that William Shakespeare had beautifully elucidated in his play that we must be true to our own self and then we cannot be false to any other person. It always came back to that for me. And for me, being true to myself means really aligning myself with the ultimate truth. In the Vedas, something is only said to be true if it is true in all spans of time. Something is true only if it is true in the present, it was true in the past, and it will continue to be true in the future. When you contemplate on truth by that definition, it really makes it crystal clear that there is actually really only one thing that is true. There is one thing that is eternal. There is one thing that has withstood the test of time and remained true in the past, remains true in the present, and will remain true in the future. That thing is not a thing, but our actual spiritual essence, our soul. Our soul is eternal. Our soul is the truth. 
These ancient wisdom teachings of sciences like Ayurveda, yoga, and Vedanta, which are the world's oldest healing systems and spiritual philosophies, really reflect the light of the truth of the soul in many different ways and how we can really align ourselves to live by the light of that eternal truth in our day-to-day activities, lifestyles, actions, and interactions. Being true to myself, therefore, really means aligning myself with that eternal truth, with the truth that is undying that is unchanging, that is limitless, and that is existent in all times. Therefore, ultimately, for me, it means to be true to my own soul. Being true to myself means really acting in alignment with the essence of spirituality. It means doing things that connect me to my true self. It means remembering who I am as a soul at all times. It means letting go of anything that is not aligned with my remembrance of my own true self. The process or the path or journey of being true to yourself really to me, stems from the practice of discernment, which is called viveka in Sanskrit. Discernment is the key to even being able to understand what is true and what is false. When we talk about discernment, we're always talking about discerning between a pair of opposites. For example, if we're talking about health-related choices on the path of Ayurveda, which is very much a science that is helping us discern between which actions bring us greater health and well-being and which actions take away our well-being, then the discernment is between what is beneficial and what is not beneficial. When we are talking about the spiritual path, we are talking about discerning between what is eternal and what is fleeting and changing. In that sense, discernment is something that we practice at both the mundane, everyday, daily lifestyle, daily choice level, and it's also something that we practice in a really subtle way that helps us to assess What influences, what foods even can we eat that will bring us closer to an awareness and to a connection with our eternal soul on its journey? Both of these discernment processes are very important. We need to be able to use our gross intellect or our more worldly intellect, if you will, to discern between what choices are going to be beneficial for our well-being and which choices are not going to be so beneficial for our well-being. In a spiritual sense, we have to discern 
between the choices that bring us closer to awareness of our true spiritual essence, our soul, and those that quite honestly take us away from that. And, you know, that is something only we can know for ourselves. The ancient texts guide us. Many gurus and sages have been born and incarnated to serve as guides to us, but ultimately we make this journey ourselves from untruth to truth and from darkness to light and ultimately from feeling connected to that which is changing, which are our body and our mind, to that which is unchanging, which is our eternal soul. In this podcast, I really want to offer a lot of guidance and a lot of resources and a lot of really rich, juicy conversations with soul friends I have been very fortunate to make over the past many years on my spiritual journey to be able to support anyone and everyone who wishes to make this brave journey inward because we have to go inward to be able to practice discernment at both levels, at the worldly level and the everyday level, and also at the spiritual or cosmic or eternal level. It's really interesting for me to also contemplate upon how I received my name, Ananta. I feel that this itself is a name that I want to be true to. And my name that I received on my spiritual journey itself is a great guidance to me in terms of how I can be true to my own self. I thought I would actually share with you a little bit about the meaning or the many meanings of my name, Ananta, as an introduction to me and to the kind of topics that we will explore on this new journey of podcasting. Ananta, by one definition, means eternal or infinite. The nature of the soul is eternal. It lives on beyond the body. In the Vedas, we have a concept of reincarnation. We believe that when our physical body dies, it is not the end. It is simply a change of clothes. In the Bhagavad Gita, the ancient yogic text which teaches us how to overcome the obstacles in our lives to realize our true self in the midst of whatever duty we're called to do, there is a shloka or verse in the Bhagavad Gita that talks about how we have to see death as merely a changing of clothes. We see death as a change, but not the end. In fact, it is simply a new beginning. That is really what it means to understand the eternal truth. Another meaning of the name Ananta is the king of the Naga serpents. I must admit, this one really took me by surprise when I read that definition of Ananta in the Bhagavad Gita. 
I personally have always been more than a little bit scared of snakes. They were one of my number one fears, in fact, for a really long time throughout childhood and even into early adulthood. I felt like that is so symbolic of the kind of fear that we have of really knowing our true self and embodying our true power as a result of that in the face of obstacles, challenges, difficulties, and even other people's disapproval on our path. Just as I feared snakes, I feared my own true power and my own true self. I, therefore, when I received the name, realized I really needed to completely make peace with that fear of snakes and start to see them in a totally different way. Now, when I look at snakes, I feel that they are such incredible teachers to us of what it means to shed the old skin and to grow thick new skin in the face of such challenges, obstacles, naysayers, and you name it, that will inevitably come up on our path to embodying our true self. I actually love also that Ananta itself is an androgynous name. It's given to both men as well as women in India. And it does mean king, which to me really represents the importance of embodying both the divine masculine as well as the divine feminine attributes in my life. We really, really deeply need to have a balance between the masculine and feminine forces in our lives. I, by nature, have always been a lot more of a uh, typical, maybe feminine type of person in terms of the kinds of things I was drawn to, such as music and dance and yoga and poetry and spirituality and all those wonderful, traditionally feminine, considered feminine things. Then as I got into the spiritual path, I learned that it's really important to be a warrior for truth and be a warrior for real compassion and to be able to discern between what is true compassion and what is compassion that is disguising some kind of attachment. What is, you know, the, the true way of loving someone can sometimes mean doing something that in a way is cruel. Sometimes to be kind, we must be cruel is another incredible wisdom from William Shakespeare that I have had to really remember and also embody during difficult moments of great challenge along my path. The challenges have taught me that it's not enough to just be compassionate, which is kind of a traditionally feminine characteristic. I have to bring in the warrior in me, which is traditionally more of a masculine energy, a protective energy to be able to truly be compassionate. Because sometimes when we are compassionate and all we are getting in return is abuse, we have to actually really activate the power within us that says no. 
We have to activate the power within us that is able to set limits as necessary and to be able to basically close anything that is not serving truth and that is not serving dharma, including once in a while, even certain beloved relationships that we have. We have to come to a place of recognizing within ourselves, our own true self, we have to recognize that in the other, and then only can we act as a warrior in a very true sense. I have had to do this, and therefore I really, really appreciate deeply the masculine energy and the idea that I need to embody both the masculine as well as the feminine within myself. I've always been drawn to the goddesses and the goddess tradition because I was born in a female body and I identify myself as female. However, I realized that to really protect the love and compassion I have for the world and for all beings, sometimes I need to carry a sword and sometimes I need to use that sword to cut away my own illusions to cut away my own attachments because attachment is different than love. Where there is love, there is no attachment because attachment itself holds the thread of selfishness. We have to really discern between what is love, what is identification with another, what is wishing for the best for another, and what is the selfishness within us that wants something from the other. That wanting from the other to complete us or to fulfill us in any which way is attachment. It is not the same as love. These kinds of realizations and the kind of discernment as well as detachment that is needed along the spiritual journey are kind of a part of the masculine energy. Detachment really goes with that masculine consciousness. And therefore, that has been important for me, along with embodying that deep inner compassion, which can recognize the same true self in me as that in another who even wants to harm me. By yet another definition, Ananta is an Ayurvedic herb name which benefits your skin and digestion. Ananta is an Ayurvedic herb with very deep roots. I find this to be very meaningful because I had struggled with skin and digestive issues for many years before I came to Ayurveda. I really benefited from this herb that is the same as my spiritual name for clearing up these issues. And I love that this herb has deep roots because Ananta also connects me with the name of my maternal grandfather. My maternal grandfather, who is no more in the body, was named Amarchand. In Sanskrit, Amarchand means eternal moon. Therefore, my name Ananta is the same as my grandfather's name. And I discovered on my own journey to heal my own physical body and mind with Ayurveda 
that my grandfather, Amarchand, was actually a really renowned Ayurveda healer in the state of Gujarat, India, back in his time. I did not know this during the time he was alive in my life because he actually passed away when I was under seven years old. But I feel that the fact that I have connected with his healing wisdom and tradition truly speaks to the eternal nature of this wisdom. It is such a profound connection and I do feel that my roots into this wisdom, therefore, are truly very deep. Amarchand had passed down the tradition of Ayurveda from his father, whose name is Surchand, or sorry, Hakimchand, and Hakimchand had passed this down from Surchand. The root Chand is in all of these names, and Chand means moon. The planet moon is always connected with mother per the Vedic astrology. And I feel that it's so fitting that my maternal lineage is a lineage that is connected with the moon, which shines eternally. In this podcast, I am really looking forward to sharing with you about the alchemy of Ayurveda, which has such deep roots in my family tradition, going back so many more generations than even those I've shared, as well as the ancient wisdom of the Vedas. I will guide you through understanding important verses of texts such as the Bhagavad Gita and the Upanishads more, and this is also one of the meanings of Ananta. Ananta is a definition of truth. It is one of the synonyms of Brahman, which is also known as supreme consciousness or the eternal truth or the ultimate reality per the Vedas. Therefore, I truly feel I was meant to surrender myself first and foremost to this deep truth and then to be able to speak this truth, to live this truth and to share what has supported me and what continues to support me to really live this truth in my life. Being true to myself means being true to this ancient wisdom in the modern world. I absolutely, a hundred million percent, believe it is possible to live by ancient wisdom in modern life. It is something that I have dedicated my life to and believe in and love to share with others simply out of gratitude for having been blessed to receive this knowledge, which I have worked to embody and convert into my own living wisdom. And that journey, of course, continues until I leave this physical body and hopefully just completely merge back into that ultimate truth, which goes beyond the body and beyond the mind. That is my one desire that trumps any other desire that may arise in 
my mind or consciousness. My wish personally for myself is to simply be an instrument of the truth so that I may unfold my own true self and by doing that, support others in unfolding their own true self as well. I am so delighted, therefore, to officially and warmly welcome you to this podcast as a really sacred space for a safe and fruitful exploration of the truth and applying that to you so that really, truly, you can be true to your own self. As William Shakespeare had said, to thine own self be true, and it must follow as the night the day. Thou canst not then be false to any man. I am so, so happy to share with you. And before I close this official beginning of our journey together here at Being True to Yourself podcast, I want to share with you a couple of resources that can support you on your own journey of being true to yourself. I offer complimentary 15-minute one-on-one consultations online as well as in person at The Well where you can discover how you can benefit from the alchemy of Ayurveda to transform your own skin and your own digestion and insomnia and any other physical health issues, as well as ancient Vedic spirituality, which can benefit you at an emotional and spiritual well-being level, which then, of course, translates into your physical well-being as well. I then offer one-hour sessions that can go deeper into exploring your own personal challenges and creating a plan with you for overcoming those challenges of body, mind, and your spiritual, you know, progress. You can also learn how you can serve as an ambassador for authentic living by becoming a wellness ambassador. We have at The Ancient Way a really beautiful wellness ambassador program that includes students from all different parts of the world who are gathering together to see how they too can embody the ancient alchemical wisdom of Ayurveda to transform their health and consciousness and really live by the light of the truth. You can also find me on Instagram at ananta underscore 108. I have links for the Wellness Ambassador Program and booking a one-on-one consultation with me in the show notes. You are also welcome to check out my book, The Ayurveda Way, to learn how to embody the healing power of Ayurveda in your daily life for better sleep, less stress, optimal digestion, and much more. Thank you so much for joining me on this official new beginning of a beautiful journey to come home to your true self. Namaste. 